Welcome to the Long Island Housing Podcast. My name is Tom McGivern. I'm a licensed broker associate with Villa Homes. And in addition to teaching people from out of town how to pronounce our towns, like Ronkonkoma, Hatchog, and Hopog, I also talk about the housing market and any issue facing Long Island. Okay, so April 22nd, 2020. Thanks for listening to the show, by the way. We're getting more folks listening to it, so that's good. Hopefully the content is uh, bringing you some kind of information that's useful. Um, if you're listening to this, I, I know we're still in lockdown, and um, I hope the uh, you and your family are safe. And um, I'm going to talk today about Mortgage uh, forbearance, I've been kind of telling folks about this uh, and I'm going to be on this topic mainly for um, the next uh, couple episodes. Um, it, I might also discuss uh, you know, the CARES Act um, and just I'm going to go right from the websites in the pages uh, on my website and in the uh, other areas. I'm going to be putting the links that I'm referring to so you'll be able to read what I'm reading. So it's not like anything that you can't access your, uh, yourself. Um, I wanted to talk about, um, before I dive in there, uh, it's important. I think the people, you know, go out and get a copy of, uh, or at least review your credit. That's very important. You can go right on the websites too, like Experion, uh, TransUnion and, um, the other one I always forget it, but, uh, you, you can get all of them right there. You go right to those websites, and I'm pretty sure you can access uh, your credit report, your credit score, things like that. Uh, because we're being told on you know, the television or uh, through the news or through you know, people telling us things that we don't have, maybe don't have to pay our mortgage. And it makes sense, right? The government is in, in, implementing lockdowns where we can't go to work because of the coronavirus. So it would make sense that we uh, wouldn't have to pay, you know, one of the biggest bills uh, that we, most of us probably get, which is our, our mortgage. But uh, that does come with some issues. Okay. So I want to talk about what is the CARES Act. Okay. Um, the, you know, the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act. It's a $2 trillion bill. We all know that. Comes with an economic relief package. Was passed on March 27th, right? I want to talk specifically about housing. So mortgage forbearance. The bill lets borrowers that are have back, you know, government-backed mortgages, which are you know Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, HUD, VA, and USDA. You know, so like your FHA loans, they are they are um, government-backed loans. You can re request now. I'm getting this from the National Association of Realtors. Up to 360-day payment forbearance without proof of hardship. That's the first thing. Right there, most forbearances, you would need to prove a hardship. Right now, the hardship is um, 
that, you know, if you can't work because of the lockdown, that is automatic, right? Because someone else is stopping you from making your income. Uh, so no additional fees or interest or penalties can be assessed for the forbearance, um, except on vacant houses or whatever. So I'm not going to get into that, but th- that's huge, right? That's really important. Um, owners of multi uh, multifamily, multifamily properties can request um, up to 30 days uh, with an extension of up to a total of 90 days. And um, so if you own multifamily property, you can, uh, you can evict obviously your tenants if they're not paying, but you can request um, forbearance. Again, if you have a federally backed loan. Um, so that's the basics of the CARES Act when it comes to what the protections you have, all right, and how you can deal with your lender, all right? But the first thing, if you go to consumerfinance.gov, which is the government website, the first thing they'll say is if you can make your mortgage payment, you should make your mortgage payment. Don't think that this is a a, a debt holiday or anything like that because it's not. Uh, if you can make your mortgage payment, you should make your mortgage payment. And there's a number of reasons for that. But that's what they're saying. I'm just going to go off of what they say, but I'm going to talk about why you should if you can. So let's talk about what mortgage forbearance is. First of all, forbearance is when your mortgage service or lender allows you to pause or reduce your mortgage payments. I'm reading directly off of the consumer finance website. And again, this is consumerfinance.gov slash, and it's uh, all this other stuff. And again, I'll have the links in my uh, on my website. Forbearance doesn't erase what you owe. That's important. You'll have to repay any missed or reduced payments in the future. If your income is uh, restored, you have to reach out to your service and resume making payments as soon as you can. So just because you have, you know, let's say 180 day pro, you know, an agreement for 180 days not to pay a mortgage, if obviously you can pay it, you want to start paying it. Um, now, the other thing. That's what mortgage forbearance is. Now, how do you request it? Obviously, you have to talk to your lender. And you know, my advice is to go to your lender first. Try and reach out to them and discuss with them, you know, the options. Uh, and what you really want to make sure is that this does not get reported to your credit on your credit report in any way. So in the CARES Act, they clearly state uh, stated, right, that the lender cannot report you to your uh, uh, in a negative way regarding your forbearance. Under normal circumstances, it would show on the credit report, you know, clearly in your credit report, account in forbearance. But I'm hearing information. To the contrary, that lenders are now writing in like comments, okay, on creditors, um, on credit reports. So it'll say current, okay. If you again, if you were current before the situation started with uh, coronavirus, COVID nineteen lockdown, if you were current, you and you go into a forbearance agreement with your lender as a result of the pandemic, they're not supposed to report. They have to report you as current. Okay, they can't report you in any other way. However, what they're doing is they are 
reporting in another way by putting comments in. So it'll say current, but in comments underneath, depending on the credit, you know, the credit union or the uh, credit agency like TransUnion or Experian or the other one, they are uh, putting in a comment that says this account is in forbearance. And subsequently, the TransUnion or Experian, I cannot remember the other name of the other uh, credit reporting agency, but um, I think it begins with an F. I don't know what, you know, it's just it's so funny. I should just Google it right now, but I'm not going to. Um, they're reducing credit uh, by like 40 or 75 points. Now, under normal circumstances, you, you could stand to lose a lot of, a lot more in your credit under an, a, for, uh, a forbearance agreement, which again is you, you're stopping a payment of your mortgage. So now that you have the basics, what I want to kind of say is what are the repercussions of mortgage forbearance? So number one, you have to repay it back. Number two, uh, so you either do that in a lump sum or there's different options. They may, they might, uh, stretch out the payments that you owe over a five month period. However, now, so now think about this. Let's say you claim forbearance as a result of the, this, uh, pandemic, you go back to work, you say, okay, I can start making my payments, but let's say you didn't pay for four months. So now in that fifth month, okay, you're going to need to pay that mortgage payment. And let's say you say, hey, you know what? Listen, I can only make my first, my one more month mortgage payment this month. How about I pay you guys starting next month? They'll say, okay. They say, okay, we're going to stretch out. You owe us, let's say it was $2,000 a month. You didn't pay for four, for four months. But now you say, hey, you know, I'll pay one payment. Now that's five months, right? That's $10,000 you owe them in back mortgage payments. You make your one payment. And then the following month, you're going to owe Okay, if it was $2,000 a month, you're going to owe them $4,000. Okay, that's principal, interest, taxes, and insurance. In the last podcast, I talked about you know, simplifying. When you don't make your mortgage payment, any mortgage payment, any portion of your mortgage payment, you still have insurance and taxes. The lender needs to make those payments or needs to have that money in escrow. So come you know, June or January, when normally when taxes are paid, your your you know your real estate taxes, they have the money in escrow so that they can make those payments, especially uh, uh, FHA loans, things like that. They they all have you know mortgage uh, mortgage insurance or you know your regular house insurance, uh, your taxes, your principal, and your insurance. Pity, right? P I T I. I pity the fool, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> P I T I. Principal, interest, taxes, insurance. Somebody's still got to have that money available and they still have to make those payments, especially in June. And June's coming right around the corner where the the lenders are going to need to make those payments. Now, behind the scenes, behind the scenes of all this, you have mortgage servicers and lenders and investors, okay, that they have their own internal arrangements to keep the flow of money going, right? Money continuously flowing through our system, through through our country, right? Lend, you know, the Federal Reserve, in combination with uh, all the other banks throughout the you know throughout the country, and then of course you have the world implications. Who's who is making payments on uh, uh, money that is you know debts that are owed? Forget about all the complexities of that. Let's just deal with the lenders and the mortgage services. 
and their arrangements with their investors. The loan servicer needs to continue to make your payment. That's the agreement that they've made. Okay. And all of these agreements going on again, behind the scenes, your mortgage is only one of, I don't know, a million, let's say they have a million mortgages throughout the country. Um, you know, as a real estate agent, Villa Homes, our parent company is Carrington Mortgage Services. Carrington is a company that has 750 services on 750,000 mortgages throughout the country. So you're one of those 750,000. Think about all that money. Think about all of uh, of what's going on. And now when you see rate, you know, the uh, mortgage forbearance, you see 3 million people have you know, claimed mortgage forbearance and Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae and all these other and, and private lenders, they're reporting, you know, an increase of like say 3% to 7% non-payments. That's, you might say, well, that's not a big deal, you know, going from three to 7% or from four to 10%. That's a huge amount. I don't have the numbers in front of me. I was listening to a, a, a another podcast about this stuff. And yeah, they're all reporting obviously increases. How is that going to impact their ability to function? How is that going to affect their ability to pay people who can answer the phone and speak to you when you need to uh, talk to somebody in at the bank, right? Someone's they're not going to show up for free. Maybe they're working from home. Great. Good for them, but they're still working for that, for that servicer or your bank so that they can answer the phone and help you out. And then, so we can't sit, turn around and say, oh, no one's answering the phone. What the heck's going on over there? And get all ticked off and crazy about all this stuff, right? They got to pay the bills, right? So when you don't pay your bill, now how are they supposed to pay their bill? And again, the arrangements between mortgage uh, servicers and lenders and investors is the money has to continue to get paid. And they have certain stipulations. If a loan goes bust, now we enter into a whole nother area, which is where lenders want to get, uh, they're obligated to continue making payments through the pipeline, okay, of, of wherever that money is supposed to go. They're supposed to continue making it. That's why lenders in 2008, 2009, 10, 11, 12 were, were just crushed. That's why businesses, you know, Washington Mutual went kaputs, gone overnight. They just didn't have the wherewithal, the money to do what was required of them. So this is real stuff. So let me ask you this question. Now I've gone over some of this stuff, right? If I asked you, do you even want to go there right now financially? If you have to, listen, if you have to and you cannot make your, your, uh, your mortgage payment, then that's okay. Listen, you got to do what you got to do. You go down that road. You just make sure with your lender, hey, I'm going to make sure this isn't going to get reported. And if it is, then you got to deal with it. And if they say it's not going to, the person on the phone might say it's not going to. You might get an email saying it's not going to, but then you're going to get your credit a month from now and you're going to say, holy crap, it went down 50 points. What happened? And you're going to see under those remarks, you know, current accountant forbearance. You're going to say, what the heck happened here? And you're going to get all ticked off and whatever. Just know that that could happen. But under forbearances, you have to pay it back, okay? Again, whether they spread it out or after that, you know, when you're ready to start making payments again, 
Do they send you a bill? They might send you a mortgage bill that says, oh, okay, you owe us uh, you know, $9,600 and this month's payment. So it, the total you owe us is $11,655.27 or something. You're going to freak out. And I think that's going to happen too. Now you're going to have to call and you're going to have to figure all that out. Okay, because again, under the law, they're, they're, this doesn't stop the accrual of your interest. They can't attach fees to it. There's certain things that they're not supposed to do, your lender or your mortgage servicer, but they still might do certain things, like I said. But you're going to still owe it. If you can't, and I think this is going to be the case for a lot of folks who just, you know, whether you, you don't have any income coming in because of this pandemic shutdown, whether we get more stimulus, whether the government comes out and 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 just tries to rectify the situation, I don't know what's going to happen. But you can either make your payment or rely on the, the the you know the government or not make your payment and rely that you know it's all going to work out. But if a few months from now, when you are you know supposed to make that payment or start making extra payments, like two payments a month, so if your mortgage is two grand, you're supposed to make four thousand dollars a month. You're going to say, I still can't do that. You may go down the road and have to do a loan modification. Now, I think what I'm going to say now is how I say this. Like it, it does. I'm not saying this to be alarming, but you need to be on high alert. Despite all this, despite the fact that the government has told you you can't go to work, okay? And despite the fact that all of these things outside of your control, right? Horrible situations. There are people that are going to listen to this podcast who've had a family member die or is really sick and you've been dealing with that, okay? Don't, let, let's not forget all the other stuff that happens in people's lives. Who has, you know, other diseases and other things going on in their life on top of all this, right? But at the end of the day, you might find yourself a year from now owing a lot of money and you're dealing with all sorts of stuff, bills coming in from the, and, and, and all this stuff and you're in foreclosure or you have to, you have to do a loan modification and they, and, and they modify your loan and then they'll screw that up. All these things can happen or, hey, hopefully, hopefully the government takes care of this. Now, the last thing I want to talk about is this forbearance. If they report it on your credit, and whether it's a mistake, whether they put it as a comment, whether you don't have a federally backed loan, whether you didn't handle it correctly and just stopped paying your mortgage and didn't contact your lender, I don't know your circumstances. But if you enter into this into these waters, just know that you are taking one, one major risk is down the road in terms of getting another loan. Forbearance on your credit is uh, not good. So you need to know that. So Google, do your own research. Click the links down in uh, in in my uh, on my website here um, regarding you know the consumer uh, website from the federal government. It's good stuff. It's just they have a lot of information there. Wow, covered a lot of stuff. I'm hoping. Um, I covered everything in my notes. I don't know if I did, but if you have any questions whatsoever, feel free to reach out to me. I would love to, you know, you know, 
talk to you on Facebook or something like that. If you see this, you know, leave a comment saying, hey, Tom, what do you think of the market? What do you think of prices? All this stuff. I'm not even going there right now. All I want to know is, hey, how do you feel about it? You know, you're asking me what, what what's going to happen to the real estate market. Man, there's a lot of stuff. If you go on YouTube, you could spend an hour listening to different people and different folks. You know, oil crashed on Monday. Uh, you know, what happens? You know, what happens to the world economy? Russia, um, I, you know, I, Iran, Iraq, you know, they're all, all those are oil companies, you know, oil countries, heavy oil. Oil's it, you know, I don't know what it is today, but it was at negative on uh, uh, day before yesterday. That's all of the bigger stuff. This is my area's housing and how are, you know, price is going to be affected. I didn't even talk about a housing update. I'm going to be hitting that on the next podcast where we talk about the inventory just continues to decline. It is in, it is going into waters that uh, for April, and now we're going to be go heading into May, the numbers are just crazy low. I don't know if there's going to be a huge glut market, you know, shift and people are going to right when the, you know, we open back up, people are going to be listing like crazy and that's going to cause who knows what type of problems. And then again, forbearance. Oh, student loans, by the way, your student loan, if you are paying back a student loan, very important too, this forbearance, you need to be on top of your, your uh, loan service or, or lender, making sure that you're covered so that it doesn't show up on your credit. If it does, again, and you're a first-time buyer and you're just planning, oh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get back in the mall. I'm going to buy a house this year. And if they see forbearance on your credit, it could be, uh, it could spell uh, not good, not a good situation for you. You're talking about getting letters and, and letters of explanation, getting current, going through a process. Again, I'm not saying there's not a solution, but if you can avoid that or make sure that that's not going to happen, you should definitely do that. Okay, I'm going long here on this podcast. Uh, thanks for listening. Please share it. Please share this episode. Please give me your your, your comments. Uh, if I'm not covering enough information or whatever feedback, I would welcome that. And stay safe out there. And God bless. God bless us all. I, I just hope everything is uh, everything works out and works out expeditiously. Thank you uh, again for listening. I can't think of a better time to keep track of your home value right now. Head over to TomAndColleenSell.com. That's TomAndColleenSell.com. Or check out the link tree that's circulating all around on our Facebook and Instagram and other areas. LinkTR.ee slash Tom McGivern. And click on the Long, Long Island Home Reports. They're great. You can check them out and it'll get emailed to you every uh, single month or every couple of weeks, whatever you want. It's always good to know what's going on. It shows you how many homes have sold in your neighborhood. Um, but be sure when you fill it out, fill it out and in, in, go down and fill out the number of bedrooms that are in your house. It gives a little bit more accurate data. And then just click submit and you'll uh, it'll send you a nice report, all the photos, pictures of all the houses that have sale and sold in your area. Thank you for listening to the uh, Long Island Housing Podcast.